Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the iCast. My name is Michael Dowies, and man, it's been, it seems like we've never really done a podcast, but we have. This podcast is back. I think there was one or two episodes way a long time ago. It's been a, quite some time since we've done this, but we're back. We're here to stay. And uh, so we've got a wonderful new team of folks with us. And we'll get into our backgrounds in just a minute, but I want to introduce everybody first, and then we'll you know, go to go over some ground rules here. But uh, to start us off, we have Marty Sobo here with us. Hi, Marty. How are you doing? Great, great. Thanks for having me. And hey, everyone, how's it going? And I'm glad to be here. All right. And for our next host, we have Alicia Geary. Hi, Alicia. Welcome to the iCast. Hello, hello. You know, I, I really am going to have to, as we do this show, make sure not to say IA cast since that's our, our other show. <laughs> so that's going to, that may happen a few times. So shameless plug. Yeah. Yeah. Shameless plug. Um, so well, check out the IA cast. Yeah. You know. Go check out the IA cast. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, that's how the I cast was formed is we have the I cast for Apple stuff and the A cast for Google stuff. And that may be coming back too. Who knows? So. Wink. Wink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nudge, nudge. Right. <laughs> so uh, plenty of content coming out. And if you want to chat with us during the, the the live streams, we are on IACast Radio. If you are a listener of the radio station, you could go to IACast.net slash listen or the iAccessibility for iOS app and get uh, to listen to all of our content there. We are... Oh, do not disturb. Ver- Sorry. What's that? <laughs> I forgot to put on Do Not Disturb. Sorry. Yeah, it, it happens. Our go. devices always make an entrance into <laughs> these things. So that's totally fine. There we so, go. So as long as it's not an Android phone during this show, you know, Oops. Can't have, I can't have that. <laughs> Oops. Um, I think I've already broken that rule. <laughs> <laughs> we have to edit it out. <laughs> this is the no Android zone. No oh, Android dare zone. I. Yeah. Um, oh, dare I? I know, but it, it's actually the re. That's one of the reasons why we felt like Alicia would be a great addition to this show is because of her background. So, uh, Alicia, why don't you? We want to go ahead and go through uh, all of us as hosts and why we're here on the show. And so, Alicia, why don't you talk about your experience? Uh, with using technology and where you're going with technology, because I think you're making quite the change, aren't you? Right. So I started off, I have been using Android since 2011. I know I'm on the iCast. I started using Android in about 2011, around the ice cream sandwich era. If you speak Android language, you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) But Here recently, I picked up an iPad as a lightweight work device because sometimes if I'm out and about, my laptop is obviously meant to be portable. That's what laptops were designed to do. However, sometimes if I'm carrying other things, it can be a bit heavy. So I picked up an iPad as a more lightweight work device that was smaller and easier to carry around. Well, when I got to playing around with it, I realized that a lot of the features that I used on Amazon or Amazon, (laughs) a lot of the features that I used on 
Android were on iOS now, and iOS happens to do them better. So really soon, don't know when, but really soon I will be switching from a, a Galaxy S23 Ultra that I have only had for like six months to a iPhone 15 Pro Max. And I think that is a crazy first iPhone. What do you think? I agree with you. It's like all the way from one extreme to the other, right? You go from right. one extreme <laughs> all the way. You might as well just, it's like, you know, shopping for a car. You're just like, I'll take the most expensive one on the lot with every bell and whistle <laughs> that it has. I don't even need to test drive it. I have the most expensive Samsung phone and now I'm going to the most expensive iPhone. Well, and technically she is test driving it because she has an iPad, you know? Yeah, technically. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of test drive. I've been tech drive testing technically. Oh my god. Technically, <laughs> I have been test driving it for three weeks mm-hmm. now. Almost. And I, I will say, you know, working with Alicia in the background, I do know that at least for the past couple of weeks, she's been exclusively using the iPad for all of her work, yes. which is actually pretty impressive because she does have a good computer, but she's just comfortable <laughs> on the iPad and it does everything she needs it to do. And I think that's cool. I have a Microsoft, mm-hmm. I have a Microsoft Surface Pro 7. And I have the i7 configuration. Yeah. That's Let me tell nice you machine. the M1 in my iPad whoops my i7's butt. <laughs> I have found myself using nothing but the iPad. I have not pulled out my surface. My surface is down here on my keyboard tray collecting dust. I have not touched my surface in mm, I have not used my surface for a longer period of mm-hmm. time in like three weeks. So, and we're, we're going to have a whole productivity episode about what apps make uh, people be more productive on iPad uh, in, in a later iCast. So stay tuned for that. I think that'll be a great episode. Great conversation. Right. So, Marty, uh, what got you into the Apple world and, and kind of talk about your history with Apple? Well, I kind of go way back when I was a kid. You know, my dad was into technology. And so I've kind of had computers around for, you know, most of my life. But I remember we had really good family friends and... um we went over to their place and my friend, their son, who was around my age, he had a brand new, you know, uh, Macintosh. It was a first generation Macintosh. And so we ended up getting one of those because it was so cool. And then from there, we had Apple in the house, you know, until probably the early-ish 90s because mid-ish 90s, early 90s, something like that, because... You know, Apple kind of took a dip for a while and they weren't doing a whole lot. But then in the late 90s, you know, the new iMacs came out when um, Steve Jobs came back. And once I got myself one of those new iMacs, I never looked back and I've been using 
you know, Apple products, Apple computers, Apple devices since then and haven't looked back at all. And, you know, it comes from, you know, work I used to do in the music industry doing, you know, management stuff and promotion. I did video and photography, all of that stuff. So um, I just never looked back from then and I'm still doing it. Uh, and it's great. I love it. So I'm got all the cool things, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you, you have a big history with, uh, with, with Apple and I won't give out your email, but th this will date Marty. Um, he has a Mac.com email address. Yes, I do, which is crazy. At that time, they were saying you'll have a free email address forever, right? So, and they haven't lied. No, I still have it. Mm -hmm. It's my main personal email. I mean, I could technically email my Mac.com address. I have one of those too. I started with one of those, but um, I'll, I'll get into that in just a minute. But uh, those were the days. Those were the days. Yep, it was great. Mm hmm. So for me, I was so into Windows. I know, surprising, right? But I was a Windows gamer and I used Windows for school. And I never really thought of Apple or anything like that being an option for me at all. And then Apple came out with this little, you know, unpopular thing called the iPod. You know, just nobody's ever heard of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I live you under know. a rock. Right. <laughs> no one's and, ever heard of the iPod. Right? I've Nobody. never heard of the iPod. Ooh, what is this right. beautiful thing called an iPod? Yeah. Please tell me. Educate me. Just kidding. <laughs> so I I got an iPod and I'm like, oh, this is great. So let me go and 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 find out about the Mac. Because I like to be in the know. I like to understand what I don't understand. Right. So I went yeah. to an Apple store in 2005 here in Austin. And now we have two Apple stores. But I went to the Apple store and I said, okay, I've never owned a Mac. Why should I? Impress me. And, you know, I was like 20 years old and, you know, I, I thought this guy's not going to be able to do that. It's nothing can beat Windows. Nothing. I can game, I can program, I can do all the stuff I need to do in Windows. And the employee said, okay, come with me. And we walked back to the IMAX, and he said, okay, this is an iMac, and this is what it can do, macOS, all the usual stuff. I think it was like macOS Tiger back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, it was Tiger. Tiger was like the first major operating system update to what they used mm -hmm. to call OS 10. They would give it, you know, a Tiger, a cat name cat of some name. sort. Mm -hmm. And there was Jaguar and a few before that. Mm -hmm. But for Tiger, that was a huge update mm -hmm. at the time. And yes. they made a real big deal out of it. Mm -hmm. And then so he should see, he brought me over to one and said, okay. Here's the things you could do with it, but the important thing for you is we have this feature called Zoom. And he turned on that feature doing what Zoom text could do at the time, a lot smoother, more natural. It was just great. And I said, okay, I'm I'm sold. 
And he said, but wait, I'm not done. He said, uh, we also have this feature called voiceover. And he knew how to use voiceover. He knew how to turn it on. He showed me how to use different keystrokes. And for a store employee to know how to do those things, I just couldn't believe it. And I, I basically said, what's your cheapest Mac? And I walked out of the store with one that day. So <laughs> that put the icing on the cake. That did. And, and I never have looked back. Because, you know, we talk about in podcasts and things, tech companies doing crazy things, being corporate American, all this stuff. And does Apple have their faults? Yes. But I'll tell you what. They believe in helping their customers. That's one of the things that I really believe about Apple. You know, you could say they're in it for the dollars, but they're in, the way they get the dollars is by helping their customers. Yeah, they want people to buy their products. So if they give mm -hmm. good customer service, then people will keep coming back. Mm -hmm. Now, do I think that they do, that most of the employees these days know what the employees knew back then? No, there's too many products for them to know this stuff now. And I think that might have been, you know, Steve Jobs always said, you only have a certain number of products or SKUs as, he, as, as the term goes. Right. And I think that's why, so that the people selling the product know how to sell the product. And people these days don't know how to sell the product because there's too many, right? And I think that's part of the problem that they have at the stores. But that's beside the point. Um, this, you know, we wanted to put together a podcast where we have several levels of expertise in the Apple ecosystem. I develop on it. Marty uses it for, you know, he's used it for production and different things and, and getting work done, podcasting, everything. Alicia is switching to Apple. So we have a very wide range of, of users here. We kind of have the full gambit here of people who use Apple platforms. And so we wanted to put together a podcast where we could just come together and talk about Apple things and and talk about what uh, our thoughts are and, and things like that. And I think we have a good episode lined up for you here today. But before we really get into our topic, uh, since we're starting this podcast off, uh, uh, Marty, do you have any expectations or things that you want to see um, come down the road in the podcast as we go forward? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it would be great to keep people aware of, you know, what's coming on the horizon, what's out there, you know, if there's something that needs some explanation, we could do that, you know, and then talk about kind of all the things, you know, around it, software apps we use, workflows. I mean, maybe we'll have guests on for a specific topic. I mean, I hope that we can, you know, really just kind of push the limits and just make it a really great all things Apple. So, you know, computer, iPhone, iPads, all the things. So that's what I'm hoping for. And I think we'll be able to do it. I agree. And Alicia, do you Me have too. any, any, any expectations or things that you want to see through the podcast? I think Marty kind of summed it up. And we should definitely let people know if they've got questions or if they want uh, something to be talked about. And, you know, they should definitely get a hold of us and, you know, we'll see what we can do about getting topics in the show. 
answering sure. questions or whatever the case is. And for now, you can email feedback at iacast.net and we'll get your, your questions. We will probably or mm -hmm. use the hashtag iCast on yep. Mastodon and Facebook. Yep. There you go. Plenty of ways to get a hold of us. For sure. So we always love discussion. We always want to hear from you. So let us know your thoughts. And, and we want to really make this an interactive podcast. So, you know, and the cool thing is we have people listening on the radio. So that's fantastic. And just more people we can get engaging in this will be great. So uh, very exciting. So we do have a topic for today. And are you guys ready for that? I think we're we're ready to kind of talk about, uh, we're ready to upgrade to our, our topic of the day. <laughs> yep, let's do it. Before that, if you are enjoying this content so far, don't forget to share with any friends that might be interested. So, you have an iPhone or you have an Android phone. And you are saying, hmm, that 15... 15 plus, 15 Pro, 15 Pro Max just came out. Should I upgrade? So or in my you? case, Switch. Or Switch, yep. So should you? And I guess uh, that's what today's episode is all about. Should you take the plunge and update your phone to this year's model? And if you are... How do you do that? What are some techniques for managing the expense of getting a new phone? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And not everybody is like me that just drops $1,500 on a new phone each year. I mean, I trade in my phone um, most of the time. Uh, sometimes uh, my mother's always due for an upgrade, so I just give her a phone and, and pay for it. But and well, I'll trade in her old phone. So I handle that for her. But, you know, not everybody is able to do that. So, you know, you guys know how I, I manage my upgrades. So, Marty, what do you do when you're when you decide that you're going to get a new phone? Do you just get it outright or do you um, is there anything the way that you do it? Um, so the way I've been doing it the past few years is I go through the Apple program. And that is, you go in, you pick out the phone you want, the new one, typically. And you uh, get charged every month and you just pay for it over time. Now, the reason why I do this is a couple of reasons. One is, I just don't think if I don't have to pay for it outright, you know, then that makes it an easy way to just have a payment each month I go through the Apple store instead of the carrier because I don't want to get stuck and be locked in with the carrier for however many years. If I get mad or they do something or maybe their service doesn't work and I will want to change, I'm not locked into the carrier. So that's one reason. Another reason is um, you just get Apple Care and all of that warranty goodness through Apple. And the thing that makes that good compared to most of the carriers is that the carriers, they you can pay for insurance, although it's very expensive. And it's always call one of these 800 numbers. They want you to 
mail your phone to them. And then in the meantime, you have no phone for a period of time, you know, and you're paying way more money for that service. That's not nearly as good in my opinion, as like Apple care would be. If I have a problem with my phone, I can either call or I can walk into an Apple store and let them know, Hey, I'm having this problem. So test it, you know, and figure out what's wrong and either replace it. Or if it needs to get sent in, I can get a loaner phone. Um, well, however it goes, they're going to make sure I get taken care of and that I'm not down for any period of time, whether they give me a new phone and replace the one or whether they give me a loaner phone and they get my phone fixed and I have at least a phone that I can use until my phone's fixed and back to me. So those are all really good things to think about. Also, you can upgrade every year. So let's say a year ago, the iPhone 14 came out. I got the iPhone 14 Pro last year. I'm using that currently, but I'm going to trade it back. It's been one year. I can give it back and I can upgrade to whichever 15 I want to get. In this case, I'm going to get the 15 Pro Max. So if you decide to keep your phone for the whole two years, then it becomes totally yours and you can do whatever you want, which is what I did last time, actually. I just didn't need to update from, I think I had the 12 and I just didn't feel like updating from the 12 to the 13 was enough of a upgrade for me to change. My 12 was working great and I didn't really see enough, you know, to make me update. So I actually kept it the whole two years and I owned it outright by the time I got my 14 and uh, ended up trading it in and gotten a bunch of cash for it. And I actually was able to get a new Apple Watch last year. So I got the new Apple Watch and the new iPhone 14 Pro last year. So that's what I do. I don't know what you do, Michael. Well, like I said a minute ago, I I just basically buy mine outright just so that I don't have to worry about it. And it, uh, you know, I can just trade it in the next year and those kind of things. So, uh, Alicia, what do you, what is your way that you upgrade or, or, you know, so go between phones? What I'm planning on doing is I'm, I haven't had this phone for very long. So I think what I'm going to do is pay this phone off. And then I'm probably going to go through my carrier. Uh, I'm going to go through my carrier, get the plan. The We have the $0 down plan, but in Tennessee, we have no income tax. So we have a sales tax for even $0 down stuff. So we, had, we just pay the sales tax. And then um, the rest of the phone will just be added to the bill. Uh, and then I'll probably just buy Apple Care online whenever I get the phone set up, so that I'll still have Apple Care and I still don't I, d- I don't have to go through my carrier to get insurance. And the cool thing about that is you can buy your phone from anywhere, and you could still go to Apple and get Apple Care even if you didn't buy your right. phone from them. That's a great exactly. option. Uh, they have two options now. You can buy straight out two years for whatever the cost is. The cost varies depending on which phone you get or which device you get. Uh, but they also have one now where you can pay a small fee every month and it just goes for as long as you have the phone. It doesn't run out, That's which actually do. is pretty cool. So if That's you're going to keep your phone for five years, you know, it's worth having that Apple Care. Mm-hmm. I love that. Which reminds me, I need to make sure the Apple Care from my previous phone is turned off. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll probably end up just buying a, a two-year plan because mm-hmm. it's honestly more expensive if you go monthly, um, especially well, if you don't realize mm-hmm. like how much. I mean, you could always buy the two-year plan and then closer to time when the two years goes up, you can just extend it. You know, yeah, and that's actually cheaper than paying monthly because the Apple Care is only like eighty bucks. Uh, depends on the phone, I think. No, oh, eighty bucks plus then. Yeah, I I thought it was a bit more than that, but I don't remember the exact amount. So. Yeah, when um, I checked out the uh, stuff online for the fifteen, I think it's like mm-hmm. eighty bucks. Okay, interesting. And my iPad for my iPad, it was like eighty bucks. And it's it's really nice for uh, headphones because it's thirty dollars for for headphones for for Apple Care. That's cool. Yep, that's kind of yeah. A Apple Care definitely varies in price depending on the product and all that stuff, but it's worth having. I mean, it's definitely worth having. I think. I think for Max, it's like two to three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, you're going to pay more as you get up the mm-hmm. to more expensive. Yeah, I think I think it's worth it though. Um, and it's kind of one of those things that's like, uh, nice to have, and I'd rather have it, not need it than need it, not have it. Exactly. I agree with you hundred percent. Right. And I've had it and, you know, there's been times where I haven't used it at all, but when I have used it a couple of times, one time I had a, uh, laptop and the laptop was having problems and in this particular situation, I had sent it in a couple of times already and I had gotten it back and then I had uh, more problems with it. And some of it was similar. They didn't actually fix the problems I was having with it. And other things started to happen. I had to send it back in again and uh, they just gave me a brand new computer. And at that time, the model that I had was they weren't selling it anymore. So I actually ended up getting a new model. So I ended up getting a brand new model, which was awesome. I mean, that was really killer. So, Back to, we want to concentrate more mostly on the phones this time, but, you know, the, the interesting thing about that, we have all three different ways of upgrading, right? So, and it's very interesting because I think of most people out there, I mean, we talk about having, you know, going to Apple stores and things like that, but I think a lot of people out there, I mean, me and me previously, I would just go through my carrier because, you know, you could just find it like with Verizon. I could just finance the phone. It was still an unlocked phone, but I would just be doing a, a installment plan uh, through Verizon, you know, as long as I had service and that kind of thing. But uh, I think most people go that route because it is more affordable to do that. And um, I, I think that it's it's very much worth looking at your wants and needs and figuring out which one you want to do for that. You know, there's the Apple card financing and all that, but that's, uh, that's one thing. But I think the important thing is how often should you update your phone? You know, but that's uh, also if you have the Apple card, if you don't have the Apple card or don't want to get the Apple card, mm-hmm. then Apple card financing is just not in the cards for you, haha. In the cards, hehe. <laughs> well, and, and anyways, Apple, you know the car. You could actually finance it through your carrier, like um, you know Verizon doesn't even use the Apple Card; it just finances on your phone plan, right? And you just pay an extra fee depending on which phone you get and how much it costs. 
and uh, they divided over i don't know what is it 24 months, months mm-hmm. you know? right so and that depends on if you trade in a phone if you have a down payment and all those things so talk to your carrier and they sometimes do special offers and things like that so that's all important to think about but again should you how often should you update your phone and i think it depends i mean I want to get y'all's perspectives on this, but I think it really depends on uh, uh, what your needs are. Alicia, with Android, how often would you update your Android phone, and what would what was it that it would take for you to make the decision to update or get a new phone? Um, I think probably around two or three years or so is probably about how long it usually took me to update my phone. And I think the uh, the the main factor that would cause me to upgrade my phone was probably lack of performance or lack of updates. Um, I have had phones for so long before that they just didn't receive updates anymore. And I know that once they stop receiving updates, it can get kind of vulnerable with Android, where since it's not receiving updates anymore, it's more vulnerable, it's not as secure, and sometimes it can not be as accessible because apps that you are using are prepared for the new version and not exactly coded for the older version of Android anymore. So I have noticed also that by the time around three, two, three, four years, your phone starts to like degrade in performance a little bit. Not only because it's probably stopped updating, but also because tech just gets old. It just wear and tear, general wear and tear. Things happen, Um, you know, as far as the battery goes, the battery doesn't last you as long. The things are just not loading as fast. Apps are slowly becoming un. Uh, uncompatible so it's kind of one of those things where around two three four years no longer than four i would end up upgrading my phone yeah i would definitely say a couple things one is if you're someone who wants to hold on to your device for a period of time three four years something like that then when you purchase your device maybe think about future proofing a little bit and i say that in the way of as things become larger in space for example as these phones have bigger hard drives in them then app developers and the operating system seems to get larger with that takes up more hard drive space so let's say that you want to kind of get a budget you know you go for the iphone se because it gets you in the apple ecosystem but it's still affordable bump up the hard drive to 128 gigs and give yourself a little bit of time, you know, longer than you would right out of the box. It's not that much more. I want to say, you know, 50 to a hundred dollars on the average, depending on what phone you get. 
um, that'll, that, that would carry you a long way. Also, when you can't update your phone anymore in terms of the operating system, apps, you know, will start slowing down, like Alicia was saying. But the big thing is the operating system. You know, when you can't update the operating system anymore, the biggest issue you're going to start running into is you're not going to be at the best top level for the latest security updates and things like that. So you may have things that aren't as secure or maybe things that are a little more vulnerable. So all those things are things to think about. Once you can't update anymore, that's one I would say is a good time to start thinking about looking at your next phone. Yeah, I think I mentioned that as far as the vulnerability is concerned. Um, that actually kind of scares me a little bit. The fact that they stopped focusing on security when it comes to those updates because they're so focused on like the, the latest, newest thing that they've got to get out. Uh, but yeah, that that is one of those, especially since... Especially since I run my own small business, I'm kind of worried about like my personal records, clients' information, my information, you know, getting out on the web. If I, you know, fail to update or fail to, you know, keep things secure, that, you know, if I don't have the security updates if i'm not getting those security updates anymore and it so happens to be that update that causes the um that causes personal information to leak out or viruses to infect my devices and things like that i don't know that it's just that thought that idea is not a good idea i don't know that that image in my head isn't a good image yeah, one thing I will say, though, is the previous operating system. So let's talk about last year. Last year was 16. You know, they're still pushing out security updates to 15. You're not getting any new enhancements, but they're at least pushing out security updates to make sure that the previous operating system is stable because not everyone can update to the new operating mm -hmm. system if their device is old maybe and or it doesn't have enough hard drive space or maybe you just flat out don't want to update, which a lot of people do because they don't want to break something, which a lot of people have the fear of if they update, they're going to break something. So mm -hmm. They still continue to push out updates for security and things like that for a period of time. It won't be forever, but they do push out, you know, security updates to the previous operating system for a period of time. And uh, I want to interrupt here and mention a few things. Uh, Android and iOS both do that. I think all the operating systems do. But uh, something that was that's very interesting is uh, Angie, regular IACast host, sent me a message and let me know that the AppleCare uh, Plus for the iPhone 15 Pro Max is one ninety nine. So oh. I'm I'm kind of glad I'm paying monthly instead of like paying another two hundred dollars on top of uh, fifteen hundred dollars. So yeah, definitely. I honestly wouldn't care. It's still worth the price because yeah, you're you're. I think it's only uh, so much more expensive because of the new camera system and things like that, and it's harder to replace the camera if it's broken. Well, I think I think it's one ninety nine for even the pre like whenever it was. Uh, last year's model for the Pro Max. So um, I think it comes out oh, to about okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, those phones are, are not the Apple care is not the cheapest. So I wouldn't care. I still feel like it's worth it. Yeah, it is. I mean, Apple care is worth it, but that's why I like the, um, the nine, the, the paying monthly on it because it, it lets you keep it as long as you want. And, and I don't know if they let you renew after the two years for the iPhone. They do. If you pay the two years, not all of the Apple care plans let you do that. So yeah. um, I think you have to things. renew before it runs out. Yeah. I think you have to renew before it runs out. Yeah. But you do have the ability to renew, usually. Yeah. And like, not all plans let you do it. So it's one of those things we just want to make sure, you know. Going Don't back quote to, me on that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's one of those things that, you know, going back to security, though, even, even the, you know, and it's interesting because there are websites and things that can mess with your phone. And that's why they do these zero days. Like we, we got an One iPhone. Thing I have to mention, I can't guarantee that Android does it because it's not really Android as a whole. It's uh, Android is an operating system that is adapted to many different manufacturers needs and many different manufacturers goals. So it's up to the manufacturer to make sure that the devices are secure based on their firmware and their skin, their UI, their choices and things like that. So you can't really guarantee that all of Android and all Android devices will receive security updates. All you can guarantee is stock, stock Android. All you can guarantee is stock and Mm -hmm. maybe Samsung because Samsung does release security updates even after the update is relevant. But it still um, might be six months later. It'll be quite the bit later because they're releasing monthly security patches mm-hmm. for the newer updates. So it'll be quite a bit later. I've That's kind of what I've realized with Samsung. Is once you stop getting updates... You only get updates about once every three months, four months. Yeah. I think they've shortened the span. Yeah. Uh, But still, you can't really guarantee for every part of Android because there are so many different manufacturers that use Mm -hmm. Android and they use a different UI and they don't all use stock. Yep. So with, with iOS, you're getting that same experience no matter what. So... It, it's really important. And, and, you know, battery health comes into this, too. How, how is your battery health? Can you get your battery replaced if it goes below 80%? You know, I, I, I've i never had a battery go below. I think 85 was my lowest. And so that, you know, it was still working fine. I've never had a problem. But I also don't keep my phones longer than two years. Yeah. If you're going to just give it back and get a new phone, then that Mm -hmm. kind of solves that problem. You don't have to really worry about it only after a year or two. Um. I have worried about it. Depending on the phone, the battery can degrade faster or slower. And it also depends on the charging and how you use it and a ton of other variables that cause the battery life to last longer or last for shorter. 
Yeah. So I've had different experiences for each one. Yeah. And I think it just depends on what you're looking for, right? It it depends on the type of person. Like if you want to be on cutting edge and you want to upgrade every year. But I think that there are even people in the tech industry that don't update that often. I mean, when it comes to my Apple Watch, I I'm probably I may just stick out my Ultra for another year, right? I haven't made that decision yet. The only thing that would bring me over is the brighter screen, and this one's already pretty bright. So I don't know that it's really I, I don't know that I'm going to update my Ultra this year. And you know, I'm everybody knows me. I'm the one that updates every year on stuff. So yeah. It really is what what is enough for you to make this the the decision to I'm going to update for this. The iPhone 14 Pro Max for me was always on display. That was the thing that said, that told me I wanted this phone. This year it's USB-C. Who knows what it will be next year? (laughs) For me too, USB-C is a huge thing. Like I probably wouldn't update my phone. I have a 14 Pro now and I probably wouldn't update it. It's a great phone. It's snappy and it does everything I needed to do and then some. But that USB-C really changes the game. I mean, it allows you to do so much more with your phone, external hard drives and plugging in hubs or other types of utilitarian things, you know, or even a mic. If you want to run a mic, if you're a podcaster and all you want to bring is your phone and a mic, you know, you can do that too. So, I mean, for me, it's USB-C all the way. Yeah. And for me, it was you know, just having the ability to, and when we demoed this on the IA cast, you can go listen and hear how the iPhone sounds with a microphone, the the same microphone I'm using now hooked up with the iPhone without any voice isolation or any of that stuff on. And it, it sounds great. It, it sounds just like an iPad or a computer. So you're going to get a good experience with that iPhone, with the new, with the 15 Pro Max or the Pro, even the 15 with USB-C is going to work, but it just depends on on what you're wanting to do with it. Right. Another thing, going back to the whole watch thing that you mentioned, I also don't feel like it's necessary to update your watch every year because mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of those things that go by the wayside because it's kind of one of those luxury things where it's not necessarily a, a need, but more of a nice to have so if you have a watch and you're not really feeling the upgrades and things that the watch that the latest watch provides it's i don't know in my book it's perfectly okay to just stick out that watch until either something happens to it or until the next watch upgrade and now see for me i love the health features of the watch so much that's the main reason why i use it and so anytime they upgrade those, like when they added the uh, the pulse ox where you could do your uh, blood oxygen level, that was a big update. I don't know that I got that version, but I got the one right after it. But, you know, going always on display on the watch, that was big. And then now the two to three days of battery on the Ultra, that was a huge update for me. So those are those are the kind of milestones that I look forward whenever I upgrade my watch. Yeah. 
I mean, the only other thing would be is if there's features you absolutely have to have. Now, this is a little interesting this year, particularly because the actual the, the Apple Watch Nine isn't that much of an upgrade from the eight, really, and it kind of still carries the same, you know, look and feel and design and all that. But there's two features that they put into it this year, and this could really, you know, change you know, for a lot of people, how they use their watch. And two of those features are, the first one is the double tap. And the second one is actually being able to use Siri on the device without having to have it call home. So what that means is you can give it Siri commands and it won't have to go out to the internet and come back every single time you ask Siri to do something, especially locally. So, for example, set a timer, set an alarm, turn on voiceover or off voiceover, stuff like that that is local to the device itself. All watches previous to the 9 still have to call home. And they also don't get mm-hmm. the double tap. So, I mean, if those are two features that are really, really important to you, you've got to update. So you got to think about if that's worth it to you or not. Now, let me ask you guys this, since we're talking about watches, okay? I've I've always had the stainless steel or above watch, and I'll tell you why. I am clumsy, and I run into things all the time. And I usually do not buy the aluminum watches because I know if I bought that, uh, it would be broken in an instant. Whereas the Ultra and the stainless steel models of the watches will take a beating, uh, so, so what? As as people that are blind and low vision, what are y'all's views on which watches you guys update to, and and why? I stick with. I get the same thing every time. I get the larger version. So depending on which model you have, it's the forty something millimeter. Mine's the big one of the two, and I always get cellular. And I get cellular because there's a lot of times that I don't have my phone handy. Maybe it's in a backpack or maybe I just want to leave my phone at home altogether. You know, if you have cellular on your watch and you don't need to have your phone with you, you can just go out. Usually I'll stick like my AirPods in my pocket. If I need to talk like on a phone call or something like that, I can stick a bud in my ear and just talk over, you know, using my watch and I can still hear and have a regular phone call. I stick with the, in terms of the material, just the base model because I buy Apple Care for it. And if something's going to happen to it, you know, I have the damage uh, on it as well. So they're going to replace it or fix it or whatever the case may be. And for me, that's good enough. Otherwise, the jump up is a lot more. And if I'm trading my watch up every year, I'm kind of like, as long as I have Apple Care, I'm good to go. And Alicia, I believe you have a, is it a Samsung watch? Galaxy Watch 4. So is However, it a, what do they I'm going to do? Materials? Um, no, they don't. I think it's just either, I, I don't know if it's aluminum or stainless steel. I would have to look at it. But I'm probably going to get the aluminum one. And the reason why I say that is because I might be clumsy, but I, I've not really had instances where I've, banged my watch into things and there's always the option of buying a case um I, i'm not really worried about it because i'll probably end up buying a case to go over it or something like to go over like the actual watch module itself so that there will be some sort of raised lift 
raised lip over the screen and there will be some sort of padding to go around the aluminum to make sure it doesn't scratch or dent. So I'm not necessarily worried about which material it is. Right. And and that's the other recommendation I would give. If you're going to get aluminum, make sure to put a case on it because of that reason. You know, uh, I like the, the stainless steel and the titanium on the Ultra because they do use a sapphire screen. I wish they would use sapphire on the front of the iPhones. That would make it amazing uh, so for durability. I think the only reason why they don't use sapphire on the front of the iPhones is because it's uh, more expensive. It is. And it's harder it's to produce expensive. panels of that size, I believe. Yeah, exactly. And even then, they don't really use full sapphire on the, like, the entire screen isn't sapphire. It's like a sapphire embedded well it's it's actually whatever, a usually. sapphire crystal screen that's why they don't make them that big and uh it's it's not actually glass it is a a full sapphire crystal um architecture so it is a different screen type than glass but it is uh not actually like fully sapphire i think there's other elements they put in it but it is there's no glass in there so the hardness yeah, rating. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. You just happened to have it. Mm-hmm. You happened to say well, it better. They, they, the rating on scratching on a sapphire screen is much, much uh, lower chance to happen on a sapphire screen compared to any kind of glass. Even ceramic shield uh, from Apple is a much lower rating as the sapphire. So uh, now there have there has been talk that they are working on a sapphire process, which Man, if they did that, I'd buy it in a heartbeat <laughs> uh, for the iPhone screens. Because it's probably so much more expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's getting the process down. It's kind of like them building the the new chips in the uh, in the new phones. So, but again, we're I think we're getting off on a, a bit of a tangent here with uh, you know these devices. But I think really and truthfully, it needs to come down to what is what what is important for you when you upgrade. What are you needing and do you need to do that upgrade? Because, you know, there were some great things on this uh, uh, 15 Pro Max. But Marty, when you look at the 13 Pro Max to the 14 Pro Max, uh, other than always on display and say you're somebody's totally blind, what would have been the big reason to upgrade from the 13 Pro Max to the 14 Pro Max? From what I remember, other than always on display and obviously some camera stuff, it really wasn't that big of a, of a change. No, it was not. I mean, honestly, even going, uh, you know, from a 14 to the 15, it's a small change. I mean, there are small changes, but not huge change. I mean, if you aren't getting the Pro... You know, you're getting USB-C, basically. You're getting the Dynamic Island. Those are like the two major updates. Do you need USB-C and do you need the Dynamic Island? That's an individual preference. But other than that, they're not that much different, even from the 14 to the 15. Well, see, I consider USB-C to be a big change. Like, that's that's kind of the, the... 
Yeah, that's a big change. That's a good right, but if you need that, not everybody needs to run out and get a new mm-hmm. phone just because it has USB-C. You know, if right. you're someone who's trying to get some years out of your phone, or maybe you uh, don't have the money to be able to update, or whatever the case may be, you know, still having a 14 if that's what you have, or even a 13 is still going to be a great device. You know, so there's. I mean, let's like for me, I have a lot of reasons to update to USB-C, but a lot of people, they don't care. All they want is for their phone to charge and that's it. You know what I mean? They don't care about USB-C and all the yeah, things and, that and it some does. Some people you just know? use MagSafe anyway, you know? Exactly. So it just depends on what you need. But I mean, as far as phones go, as far as phones go, though, but the changes between, you know, the 14... And the 15 compared to 13, 14, and 12 to 13, USB-C is kind of one of those game-changing features that may put people over the edge while, while some people, you know, always on display. Yeah, that's nice. I like it. That's why I upgraded. But, you know, there's other smaller features, you know, like uh, the, the better satellites and the uh, emergency SOS over satellite that... They're great if you need them, but it's not worth upgrading over, right? So I think it just depends on your, you know, each person's needs and wants. And, uh, you know, I think the moral of the story, I think a two-year upgrade period is really a good kind of middle point for most people. Would you guys agree? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Well, Absolutely. we've we've already been going for for nearly an hour. We I'm sure we can continue this for a while because we love all the this Apple stuff. So we are going to probably go ahead and wrap this thing up pretty soon here. But do you guys have any final comments? And and I'm really excited to have this show back. It's really, I think we're going to talk about some great topics on here. I think yeah, definitely. Be fun. Yep, I think it's. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast. Absolutely. Yeah, and we'll have other IACast uh, ho- uh, podcast hosts and mem- and and team folks on here as well. So I'm very excited about that. And, you know, it'll be us three and plus more. So we will have a lot of perspectives coming soon to the podcast. So I'm very excited about that. We are going to, uh, I believe we decided we're going to do this uh, weekly. Is that right, guys? Yep. Yep. So we're going to yep. be back next week. We record on Wednesdays. New episodes will uh, come out in the podcast feeds on Saturday. You will always be doing this live on the radio, so very exciting stuff. And I'm I'm really excited. Do you guys have any comments you gotta you all want to make about the iCast and and anything like that? I'm just excited for all the things. You know, we'll be talking about going across the gamut, whether it's computers and all the devices, iPhone, iPad, watch all that fun stuff and we'll have rotating guests and topics and it's going to be fun. We got uh, some cool stuff uh, up the sleeve to bring to you guys. So stay tuned and share with your friends. Yep. Share with your friends. If you love the content, share with your friends. Yep. Don't forget to share with your friends. Spread the word to let other people know about our brilliant content. Yes, exactly. So, uh, this is going to do it for this episode. We, you know, on the IACast, we have picks and all those things. I think we need to come up with something really, maybe what we do is we come up with an app, 
like our favorite apps of the week. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, Yeah. that'd be cool. So uh, we don't obviously have them this week, but we will next week. So stay tuned for that. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. There's so many cool apps. I think I do. (laughs) Do you? I have an app. Yes, absolutely. We'll save it for next week. Let's hear it. Oh, no, let's let's go and do it. All right. So if you guys are productivity freaks, I have fallen in love with this new app called O-Waves. So basically what it is, is it's a day planner, especially if you're low vision. It's a day planner. It's like a drag and drop day planner. You place your activities around a clock, which is like the whole circle, which gives it the name O-Waves. Um And it reminds you of like when your next activity or task is going to start and basically is meant to keep the day cycle going, you know, get Mm -hmm. the routine started. So if you're interested in a day planner, that's really easy to use and really easy to really, really bright, really vibrant kind of motivates you to use it. That one has been a game changer for me. Like, so my app of the week. We and and not all of our apps may be fully accessible. As a warning here, do you know if that one does work with voiceover? Um, it does, but I don't think it's a drag and drop element. I think it's more of a click the activity and set up a time for it, kind of like you would in like Google Calendar. Or something. Right. Okay. And how do you spell the name of the app? Capital O W A V E S. Fantastic. And I was trying to think if I had anything. There's so many different apps that I use. I can't not I cannot remember one right now. But at least we have one this week. We'll have more next week. So thanks again, everybody, for joining us for this first well this renewed uh reimagined iicast episode rebranded iicast i rebranded iCast, iCast. rebranded yes and uh i am very excited about this this will be in the feed uh, there is an iicast feed which will be up and going again on saturday so do a search for that and you can subscribe we'll have all of our episodes there and they will also be in the iacast network feed as well i may throw this in the main iacast feed as well so we could get people to know that it is going to be around but uh, just do some searching you'll find this episode and we're very excited to be back so thanks again everybody thanks marty and and alicia for being here y'all have been great great uh, hosts and we will do this again next week see ya have a good one everyone yep bye-bye